0: Go to agencygo.io to sign up today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How to Scale an Agency. I'm on with Desmond Garcia. Uh, He is calling in from Colombia. And thank you so much, Desmond, for being on the show. Appreciate it.
1: Pleasure to be here. Nice talking to you before and uh, looking forward to chatting.
0: Yeah, so Desmond, tell me a little bit about your agency. If people go to desmondgarcia.com, they see some pretty sizable companies that you've worked with. Can you give us a little bit of a background on what you've done to get to this point? Some of your you know, scaling advice, anything you'd be willing to share? Sure.
1: You know, I come from Silicon Valley. I really love startups and creating new things and new businesses. Um, I graduated from Stanford right around the time of the dot-com boom. And it was exciting time to be there and see businesses created, especially in technology, digital, and um And all of the new businesses that are kind of the foundation of how we do business and communicate today and um over time, I went from telling stories at places like in, in working in production and uh, as an executive producer at n b c to really focusing on businesses where I started working with companies that were small, um maybe five or ten people, and then growing them to growing with them internationally and um you know about twelve years ago. I founded an agency in downtown San Francisco. Um, we grew to a couple of offices in the financial district there. And of course, when you're able to work with businesses that are kind of in the, in the startup phase, and I call them startups, even though they might be funded several hundred million dollars by groups like Kleiner Perkins or, or various others, you get to see, see companies and basically what it takes to market anything to connect with an audience digitally. Rebranded over the last couple of years with the intention, Desmond Garcia, is a, the name Garcia is a former founder and with the intention
0: of taking- Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, my apologies. <laughs> it all the time, it happens. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we founded the company with the intention of taking insights that we knew from marketing in Silicon Valley, storytelling in Silicon Valley, uh, optimization and measurement to other places like south america and so we have an identity that spans from san francisco to miami to um, medellin colombia where we Mm -hmm. have an office as well
0: that is fantastic to hear and you know i've got a lot of questions but one of the ones that i will ask first is i hear this come up pretty often now i'm not sure why but i hear it pretty often uh, recently which is the arbitrage opportunity of taking a service that works really well in one country and trying to pitch people in another country on the same service and then basically using that demand center as a way to make a lot of profit and also deliver a lot of value. And so did you always have that strategy in mind to expand to other countries or was that was that a strategic choice or did you just feel like there was a uh, it, it was serendipitous like you feel like you just you wanted to be in Colombia and you know you just wow. happened to move out there.
1: You know that's a great question. I spent about two years traveling and looking at um, opportunities globally within digital. My background is deep within video storytelling, mm-hmm. brand developing—you know, stories for brands that might have uh, that might sell technology. So, how right. do you do that? And so, one thing I wanted to look at was, what's what's digital look like? How? What are stories within digital globally? What we found was that you know, in in countries outside of the U.S., there's a lack of storytelling. There's a lack of of A lot of the insights and, and tools and just general accomplishments that the, that the U.S. has had and, t- and advances in technology, they don't exist. So the market is there. It doesn't mean that everybody's willing to pay for it or take their society to where the U.S. is currently. But you can position yourself as, as growth, basically, as being yeah. you know, a, a vessel for growth. And what better path for growth than Silicon Valley?
0: I was going to say, it's interesting with storytelling because you have a really good story with that pitch, which is, you know, obviously I have been able to help scale all these tech brands in America. I'm coming here to your country, teach you guys how you can do the same thing and tap into some of that American innovation that happens here in Silicon Valley. So that's really cool. As I've grown as an agency owner, I've started to understand the importance of telling a good story. And so when I was running my agency for the first three years, nobody even knew that I was the person behind the scenes. I was really just the sales focused person, but I wasn't focused on social media. wasn't focused on building a brand, et cetera. How do you look at telling a story with the personal you know, touch of you as the founder? What yeah. elements do you look at to maybe draw the most eyeballs to you and your story, uh, tell the most compelling story as a business owner, and maybe just paint a picture as to why it's so important that people, especially agency owners, take that position of having a personal brand?
1: That actually is something that even our staff today challenges us. Our leadership challenges us every day to make sure that we're discussing. I think back when I started developing this concept, it was, I realized that storytelling is the fundamental way that human beings communicate. So right now you and I are just telling stories. If you look at all the other podcasts that you've done and interviews that you've done, it's just people talking, sitting around telling stories. And so the importance of that is that you actually, within the story, are being honest, are yeah. creating moments that are visibly or viscerally uh, enjoyable and perceivable. And when you're able to do that, you get to what brings people to the campfire. You get yeah. to like the, the honest truth. And, and I think that when brands do that, and we help companies like DocuSign uh, grow from you know, $250 million to a 50 billion public company by doing video production, which we do globally with DocuSign and and many other brands today. We're able to do that when we work with, we just were hired to uh, be the digital agency of record with Maluma over the past eight months and and now this year for another year. So we'll be managing social media for, and growing social media for over 100 million followers. I think in doing, in, in approaching any part of avenues that you wanna grow your business, even including optimization or or brand, it's really about the ability to tell a story within the confines of optimization, within the confines of data. And when you're able to bring all of those things together, you have a pathway.
0: Wow. That is extremely interesting. And I, I'm definitely someone that has been just drilling it into myself to create better stories and tell better stories for my audience. So I know that they're going to enjoy hearing your breakdown of that. Could you give me some of a sense of uh, you know how many clients you guys currently work with? Uh, that would be helpful just for some context, because I think people, you've know, been working for a long time, it sounds like. So well, yeah. give us a sense of like that.
1: So we have a stable of of about five rotating clients or five five clients right now, and you know, over COVID, I think what happened was we had a lot of different clients and a lot of different opportunities, and the need for some of our larger clients grew, uh, due to the fact that everyone changed how they did business digitally. Right. So now what we're looking at is I think what we were able to do, what we focused on was video understanding audience insights. So audience experience, UX, brand development. You know, we work with big brands and also personal brands. So part of what we're growing in our business now is seeking out more personal brands to work with, especially in the U.S. We're bringing on a new partner who is a former NFL player to, to help us with that side of the business. But as we really focus on the similarities between them, they, they both exist in kind of a method of thinking, iteration, storytelling, and repeating that whole model. It's helpful no matter who our clients are uh, to keep this, that same kind of process within us internally.
0: Hi, this is Lucas James. Are you struggling to get meetings booked with potential prospects for your agency? I'll tell you what, when I first started, I had the same issue, but I was able to A-B test hundreds of different variations of copy on multiple channels and figured out a secret formula to convert anyone from anywhere into taking a meeting with me. I've mastered this approach and now my agency, TWIZ, books meetings on autopilot last year we booked 1731 meetings closed 234 accounts and generated 1.72 million dollars in revenue i want the same thing for your agency so i've decided to give away some of my best performing outbound copy scripts for free that's right absolutely free if you want to transform your business for free go to agencygo.io forward slash leads to get your free lead scripts today That's agencygo.io forward slash leads. Now back to the show. With that really niche sort of high quality stable of clients, you know, one thing that people struggle with is, you know, I see the headline on your website says DG works with Fortune 500 Silicon Valley and top brands, right? So first question I have for you what size contracts you don't have to give us the numbers or who's paying what, but just like how big are these contracts? Are they, uh, and this is very important because people don't know how to close these types of sizes contracts. I'm assuming they're probably rather larger, at least larger than most agencies because you're dealing with enterprises or mid markets, things like that. Yeah. Could you give us a sense of like, are these over $10,000 per month over $5,000 per month? I mean, how, how large are, are these contracts?
1: Yeah. So typically what we do is they're at minimum five figures. We try not to do projects that are too small or else it, you know, as a, as a boutique agency, you can't take on too many small projects or it will shred your company. When I first started 12 years ago, um, I think I was making about $5 an hour with the amount of hours that I was working. Literally was accepting any kind of work. Uh, Yes, we can build a website and then trying to scramble the team together. But you know, with a decade plus of experience, You learn the basics of, okay, well, I would love to really produce a customer story for you in the amount of 5,000, but I just, it doesn't make any sense for us to do that Yeah, unless it's a really important client. And I'll tell you a really quick story in that with a now public company that we worked with, they commissioned us several years ago to work on a video. And I think the budget was about Mm $7,500. And we said, we're going to view this money as paying expenses. And I really believe that it's important when you establish a relationship with a client, just as a restaurant would do with any customer, you build a relationship and the money's not important. If you never think of the money as being important, that means you're doing excellent and creative. That means you are And that, when you're able to do excellent and creative or excellent strategy, excellent strategic work, excellent personas or or whatever the case may be, you're gonna build a great relationship with your client. That pays for itself. So, you know, the advice I give to small digital agencies is be prepared to lose money at first. Don't get into this initially for the saying, I'm going to make this, because if you do that, you're probably gonna shortchange your customer and perform on a limited basis. But when you can open it up and say, I'm gonna use the money that I get to deliver the best, the best quality product in all yeah. of
0: I love this. And what is your strategy for closing a Fortune 500 brand? Could you break it down in like 60 seconds or less what you would do?
1: I think we were mentioning this before. You have some great videos that talk about how to close And I really enjoyed watching some of those when we first started getting to know each other because, you know, some of your videos were saying, use something that puts pressure on other people regardless Mm -hmm. or, or you know, that, that encourages your sales staff to, to compete for business. Right. Me, I believe in transparency. First of all, I believe in hundred percent in transparency and not being greedy, I, I think, you know, when you can understand that a fortune 500 company is busy. They're busy. They have processes. They're not going to respond to an invoice that says needs to be paid on receipt. Just doesn't happen. And that 30 doesn't even happen with that kind of company. So be prepared to play their game. And when you're, and when you're doing that, you know, i worked at NBC, Comcast, et cetera, and, and it's a slow moving monster, but when you're able to as a small business, if you're, growing business or whatever your case may be, if you're able to understand those processes are a little bit different, that they take a little bit more time, but they do need you because you're the boots on the ground, then Mm. you're able to build a really good relationship with that client. And I think, yeah, Yeah. it's the value.
0: Well, and I had this conversation recently with an entrepreneur where uh, I was saying that you still have to focus on delivering a really good offer, really good value prop when you're pitching to large companies, because, They still have the same buying instincts. Now, maybe you don't need to be as salesy uh, as if you're just selling like a one-off product or something. But I'm curious, what incentives do you typically use, even if they're just implied incentives, or how do you structure the offer for these companies? Is it, like you said, it's, it's a skilled team. We've done a lot of stuff. What other things do you use to get these people to say yes?
1: First, I think over the last years, we've been smart about how to build our business.
0: For instance, yeah.
1: We do video. I keep saying video because we're really focused on pushing some of that right now, but we do video, but we've also partnered with Google to, and mm-hmm. YouTube to tell us how to structure a video for YouTube advertising so that yeah. it's optimized and it has a bunch of brand lift, you know, right. 200% brand lift. I think that first, it's building your, basically your character and the strength of your company and the strength of your offer over time. The second thing is Along with that, it's experience, uh, the background, the resume, the pedigree, all of those things really matter. And ultimately, communication, yeah. having good client relationships, assuring them that you're there to work for them and there to help them and, and uh, that you understand what their goals are and that you understand um, kind of where they're coming from is, is really the key to, to accomplishing their, their needs.
0: I love that. And so as we wrap up here, I have a a round of questions that we ask people at the end. And first one is, do you have any business book recommendations for the audience?
1: I recommend Chinese philosophy, actually. I read recently The Art of War.
0: I was reminded of,
1: of kind of, there's some personal philosophies that I think get lost in business. I really believe in taking care of your body taking Mm -hmm. care of your own mind in order to put yourself in a good position before you go to work. I think that that's really the focus in my life. So 5 AM I'm doing something healthy. I'm reading something. I'm listening to, to uh, philosophy or, or uh, meditation. I think as opposed to uh, before I enter my day, I really focus on those things first. And then I listen, I love to listen to my head of digital, my staff, other people during the day um, kind of help to inform, you know, what's new and what's, what's worth uh, paying attention to.
0: That's, that's very important. Yeah. And I, I haven't gotten through that entire book yet, but I definitely have gotten on my audible right now. So I got to I read it. Think it's um, like
1: a, I think it's like maybe an hour and 20 minutes.
0: In, yeah. You know. <laughs> it's short. That was one thing I did remember as a short book, but how old's the agency? You said 12 years.
1: We rebranded about three years ago. So officially Desmond Garcia, the name has been in existence about two and a half years.
0: Nice. And what is one thing that you wish you knew? I'm assuming you're not 20. I'm not 20 either. What's one thing you wish you knew when you were 20?
1: I probably knew more when I was 20 than I, I do today. <laughs> uh, I That's the first great. time
0: anyone said that.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I look at it as patience. You know, so often when you're when you're running an agency, you think you know you put so much on the line and think you you know about what is expected back from all right. of this stuff that i put out. And I'll tell you as an entrepreneur, you just, you it, expect to be patient. Expect yeah. to be a little bit more patient with things and enjoy the journey as opposed to trying to push things. I think sometimes we get as agency owners and people who are in agencies, we get so caught up in, you know, what's happening now, get this out. I'm going to work this Friday night. I'm going to work Saturday. I'm going to work Sunday that, um, you know, the world keeps going and, 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 you know, health, health is so important. All of those things to enjoy life. So important. So that's what I would tell myself.
0: Patience and uh, taking care of yourself. That's a great lesson. And this one is so regardless of if you're trying to grow, some agencies aren't trying to grow like super fast, but regardless of if you're trying to grow like 10 x this year, I always ask this question because I want to know, usually when people have been around for a while, they know how to grow really fast. And a lot of the people we talk to are either trying to scale really fast and obviously do well for their customers at the same time, but they're just trying to grow. They want to scale. They want to get to a big size, right? Uh, they want to go from seven figures, to eight figures, right? If you had to grow 10X this year in the next 12 months, what things would you do to hit that number?
1: Yeah, it's all about people, man. I think um, the having the correct people in place and um, the right people in place, especially in leadership, starting with leadership, having the right leadership in place, and then being unwavering when it comes to having the best talent. You know, I think growth is, growth is gonna happen. It's just going to happen. It happens in every market globally across the world, right? The stock market hasn't gone down since 1970. So we can expect over time things will, will grow. But the way to have maybe explosive growth or at least longevity is I think really is people. One of my my key hires is our chief of staff and um, she, she has just done a wonderful job of making sure that we have great people at
0: our company. Mm. I love it. I love it. That is definitely the thing I hear when we talk to large companies, all about talent, culture, et cetera. So very, very helpful to hear that from you. Thanks so much, Desmond, for being on the show. Is there anything that you want to share with the listeners, mainly digital marketing agencies out there, part of the Agency GoFam, uh, in terms of how they can get in touch with you, anything you want to share with them?
1: Sure. So right now we're focusing on um, partnering in video production. Um, that's one of our key drivers. We do have great relationships and great offerings of full service agency for all of our clients from UX to design and so forth. And strategy uh, but one of the things we're focusing on right now is is um, video production globally we've been able to do a lot of that different countries and so forth we'd be more than happy to talk to you about your your video projects that you might be able to partner with us on and we might be able to, to partner with you back you can find us at desmond d-e-s-m-o-n-d garcia.com you can send an email to hey h-u-y at desmond garcia.com be happy to talk to you there.
0: Thanks so much for being on the show, Desmond Crowen. I really appreciate it. And everybody listening, Desmond Garcia, it works with some of the largest brands in the world to tell stories to billions of people across the planet. So you got to check them out. You got to go to the website, desmondgarcia.com, hit them up. And hopefully y'all enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much, Desmond, for being on the show. I appreciate Thanks. it.